Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! (laughs) (laughs) What up, AfterBuzzers? Welcome to Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1, Episode 6. Star City 2046. I have no idea why it was called that. It's just such an obscure name for an episode. It was. It's actually an obscure Dostoevsky writing. Oh my gosh! My <laughs> panel always cracking me up. Uh, I'm Roxy Stryer, alongside these incredibly trained dancers. Lex Michael. <laughs> Hi, that's me. All over social media at the Lex Michael. Why did tonight's episode not end with a big dance battle? I'm yeah. not sure. I'm really not sure. Dave Child. I'm at MR Dave Child on Instagram and Twitter and DaveChild.com. And Frank Moran. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. And let's just take one more minute to enjoy the irony of the song. Brilliant option, Frank. Oh, thank right. you, everybody. Because, you know, we talked about love and battlefields uh, That's true. tonight. And so. the love was kind of a battlefield. It was in its own way a battlefield. And we know if any song's going to survive to 2046, it's going to be Pat Benatar's Love is Battlefield. This is actually the only song in 2046. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet they do a lot of remakes then. A lot yeah, of there's remakes. a lot of covers of this. Yeah, All music has been destroyed and only <laughs> Love is a Battlefield remains. All right, guys, you know us here at AfterBuzz, but in case you don't, you can find us everywhere AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Wherever you are, we're probably there too. And if you write a comment, we'll read what you guys have to say. Even right now in the chat, if you join us 9 p.m. live on Thursdays, that's Pacific time, then we actually look at this chat and see what it is that you guys are commenting and try to uh, incorporate that in the show. Yep. Which is, um, you know, our unless you say part. gross things, we won't say the gross things. No, but we totally do. We totally read stuff that you guys write. Well, I'm going to do it right now. Watch. Uh, Sisulis Soul says, Queen are in the house. See, no one can say we don't do the thing we say we do. Queen are in the house. Do you guys get it? I'm Queen R. Queen no. R. Queen R in the house. 
See, I knew you were trained dancers, <laughs> but I didn't know it went that far as you're yeah, oh yeah. really like operatic. Yeah, harmonizing. We're always harmonizing. Uh, that was really good. We're triple threats over here. <laughs> we will talk about all of the love battlefield stuff later on uh-huh. that we just were mentioning. But first, let's get to the big chunk of the episode, uh, the meat, which is us saving Star City. Uh, I didn't really see this coming. How did you guys feel about our mission tonight? Well, I mean, when it starts off, as we kind of pick up from uh, last episode, where they're kind of going in through the Star City the first time, they see the wreckage and the ruins, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then they come across who they think is uh, Green Arrow, but they realize it's not him. But you've got got Firestorm, who, I mean, Suri's not fused, but still, you have two components of Firestorm that could make Firestorm. You've got Captain Cold, you've got Heat Wave with their guns, you've got Kendra, who's ready to fight. Uh, maybe Palmer's got his little pocket suit, but they all decide just to run away. Run away from the one guy <laughs> right. with the bow and arrow. We can't take this guy out. He's well, too much. It's also because it's, I think it's because it's like, if they did take him on, they would kill him. But he's the one, you know, he's supposed to be a superhero. So they're like, let's figure this out before we just go nuclear on this guy. Well, so right. I like that we were treated once again to Brandon Routh's delivery of, don't you remember that time Rip Hunter recruited us to become legends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also something that jumped out at me, which was in the tail end of the previous episode, but really jumped out at me tonight is Ray's reaction to the smoke logo on the building. Yes. Because well, to me, it was he his reaction was not... It, it was that, oh, wow, there's a smoke logo on my building. Not, oh, wow, there's a smoke logo that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. I so what did so. you take, what did you interpret that to mean? Oh, I just thought it was interesting that he's reacting to something he's never seen before I, in any context as if it's something he's seen before. But well, he did leave it to Felicity yeah. initially, so I, I don't think he would think that was out of the realm of possibility. Oh, no, it's certainly not the biggest leap. I just thought right. it was a slightly odd it line reading. It didn't say, like, Thea Technologies or, like, Speedy, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Any of those, uh, Laurel. So I, I think that this would, <laughs> that would have been a way Captain bigger. Lance Technologies. Yeah. Uh, right. What happened there that we got to 2046, and I was like, that, that would have been way crazier. Uh, so we, this seemed like Sarah's episode to me, and maybe that's just because I... It was in her hometown. Her. Yeah, too, it was in so. her hometown, but it was in a lot of people's town. It was kind of Ray's town. Oh, that's it's true. It's kind of Captain Cold and Heatwave's town. At least they're very familiar with it. They spend a lot of time there. Uh, even even the Hawk people have spent a good amount of time there. So this that's isn't true, foreign but, to anyone. But it's literally everyone, all those people can have visited there or have spent some time there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really only White Canary that grew up literally. Ooh, are in, we fully embracing that now? White canary. Well, I just, you know, I just short-ended it. Sort of just said what her, like, superhero name is. Yeah, I said short end. I don't get what it means. That's okay. I'm I'm into it. Uh, But I was excited to see her really take charge here tonight and look at Rip and say, you know what? Sit down. I'm going. I'm doing this. Finally. I don't care what you say. You are not the boss of me. Like this is not this is not school. You're not my I'm not in elementary school and you can just tell me to sit down and be quiet and I'll do it. So I was so excited to see her take ownership of that. Yeah. Well, it was nice just to see, I mean, I can't think like the elephant in the room is Rip's constant talk about it's only like his future with his family that we we can save, but everybody else's it's immutable. And so it was nice for somebody else to finally call him say on that. that. Yeah, yes. it was that was nice to see cuz he's not he's always like don't change the future even though that's exactly what we're trying to do. So. Right. Yeah, and her blatantly being like you are trying to save your wife and kids, you selfish person. Right. Let me try to save my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
because as much as Rip is saying, it's not just my family, it's also the world. Like, it's your family yeah, first. Yeah. Come on, admit it, Rip. It's 100% your family. It would be better if you just said that out loud. Just own it. Yeah. Just say, I don't right. really care about the world that much. Totally comes down to my kid and my wife. Which is fine because that's what everybody agreed to join this mission for is because of him saying that that's what happened to his family. So that was the motivating factor for everybody initially agreeing, all right, we'll do this with you, Rip. Yeah. Right. So we're here and be like, eh, guys, I don't know. Yeah. So th- this was really cool to see her do that. <laughs> one, but... one, more, one more time? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a really good rip <laughs> yeah, We should actually it. just record that and open with that as our intro music <laughs> For a second, I thought Arthur Darville was on the panel. <laughs> Dave, do you think you could dance yeah, to that music? Oh, yeah, I could dance to that music. Okay, let's, let's try for a second. All right. we'll, mm. we'll do the air around. You try to do the dance. This is On that note, I think that's a really good You don't segue. catch that if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch it on YouTube. That's true. You didn't see that special, the special stuff there. Uh, uh, let's talk about John Diggle Jr. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever Connor we want to call Hawk. him. Connor Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Who in the comics is Oliver Queen's illegitimate son, and he's somebody that, depending on which version of the story you read, Oliver right. doesn't have a relationship with until he's grown. Although later, I think that was retconned. It's like, oh no, I knew the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wink, wink. And also, he took over for Green Arrow for quite a long time. Yes, yeah, when Oliver great. died. Yeah. He Just, got he got better because it's, it's it's comics, comics, but he was dead for a while. This was a really yeah. cool way to uh, still make him relevant, though, by having him be Diggle's son. I didn't yeah. I didn't see that coming, and I'm really really happy they made that choice. Yeah, yeah they, but I felt like the Connor Hawk name was just like a name check. Like we're just gonna throw this little bit in just to tease true. the fans, but it really didn't you know mean much. Well, it felt a little bit like John Diggle Jr. arbitrarily picked a stage name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm, right. That's like, true. Connor Hawk. Yeah, like at the very end where he has that moment with. With, with old Oliver where it's you know my name's not John it's Connor Hawk and Oliver says either way it's Green Arrow yeah. I wanted him to go but why is it but Connor Hawk why? 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 Yeah. Yeah. did you read that where somewhere because especially we could have spent 15 cool? minutes there yeah are you big bright eyes and Hawk fan is that, is that where yeah I could see that legitimately being yeah, what happened just listening there. to bright eyes and looking at pictures of Hawks and like wait a second <laughs> this could be my name to play devil's advocate though would you guys have rather him be called a different random name that we've never heard no but I and I am glad he's not actually the illegitimate son of Oliver. Because we're doing that on the other show. Yeah, because it's just like, okay, how many yeah. how many kids are out there? Well, realistically, probably maybe probably a like, couple more. Yeah, there could be several. Yeah. yeah, but it's that's I, you didn't need to bring that in because that's also my least favorite storyline of the of the Arrow uh, world. So I just didn't. I thought this was a good way of kind of name checking, but well, keep going. I just wish he kind of just had his. Well, yeah, but especially because the whole reason that he wanted to change his name is because he felt like he, he was embarrassed. He, he really right. let down the city and his parents. So you figure at the end when he actually does stop the bad guy, Green Arrow's back in the city, Oliver Queen's there. It's like, all right, I'll retake my name. No, no, still call me Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Still that's, that's, that, no, that's my brand now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's also confusing because oh, yeah. he's like, I'm Connor. all over that. Yeah, I'm Connor Hawk and I'm Green Arrow. It's, you know, you change your name twice. Can we <laughs> maybe just be called like, I'm just Green Arrow now. It's not like he's going to go to the... 
uh, Apocalypse Bar and just be like, call <laughs> Connor there. Right. This is a world that doesn't have any like day life, you know. So he could just be Green Arrow all the time. He doesn't yeah, need to. True. But I feel like if name. if Connor Hawk is his stage name, then Green Arrow is like. His Ziggy Stardust. His Ziggy Stardust. It's totally yeah, a Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Connor is like his what? His is that's like his thin white dude. Yeah, yeah. That's thin white. Duke. I spent a lot of time while he was talking about this, just thinking, what really happened to your dad, though, and what happened to everybody? Right. Like we hear, oh well, you know, Ray and Sarah, you left, and that's why this all occurred. What? No, I think it just kind of helped occur because they weren't around to help. Like, you know, to take down this army that kind of came in. So I think that's because more... Ray was just so helpful all the time. Yeah, he just being, made such a difference. Tiny and well, trapped and <laughs> blowing himself up. Yeah, that's true. I, but I do and like Sarah, the idea... Uh, with the bloodlust. Like, the and, two of them and were... And being dead. Yeah, and being dead for <laughs> quite some time. Um, I do like the idea, though, because I felt like we got a lot of very cool, fun, fan service stuff, like using the name Connor Hawk, but we didn't really flesh out a lot of these relationships as much as I think... I would have liked to have seen, personally, I think we spent a lot of time on some other stuff that I maybe didn't care so much about that we'll get to. Which relationship did you want to see fleshed out the most that we didn't really spend too much time well, on? Well, specifically as relates to what what happened when Star City fell. What was the uprising? What is the relationship between John Diggle Jr., Oliver Queen, and Grant Wilson, who was another character that I felt like I made me very happy to see, but felt way more like fan service than a character they did very much with. All right. Yeah. You mentioned him, which brings me to the, this. This is the strangest thing to me. They took away Deathstroke from us, on purpose. It seems very much, yeah, like depending on and who you ask, you'll hear different things about what the deal with using Deathstroke in general is. Right, but it hmm. seemed to me that DC was like, okay, saving him for the movies, taking him away from the TV universe. Right. But then instead, they put his son, but called him Deathstroke. So yeah. in the comics, Grant Wilson hates his dad just as much as this one does, but he is a character called Ravager, and he's associated pretty directly and pretty frequently with Hive, who's part of the big, totally nebulous and nonspecific evil plan happening on Arrow right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm going, well, okay, everybody who watches this show who watched Arrow remembers the character of Deathstroke. They're dressed pretty much exactly the same. That is how Ravager looks in the comics. But I'm going... In an, in an episode where you've already given one character a totally random, arbitrary stage name, why, why not call just him? why not just call him Ravager? I don't yeah. I don't know. Right. How did you guys feel about him? I agree with the same thing. Why not give the Ravager shout out? I mean, you might as well. You've gone that direction, and uh, and even going with the fact that uh, like as Lex was saying about some of the relationships, seeing a little bit more about Ali talking about what happened, what was the downfall of the city, talking about that. I think those would be like interesting story nuggets that you could feed back into Arrow as possible teases for other storylines as things start to maybe happen in that direction where, oh, is that going to be what's going to be the cause or do they change time? I thought it would be a little interesting to hear more about that rather than, as you're yeah, saying. And it would be a really great way too. and the opportunity is still very much there because this is something if they decided they wanted to, they could go back to either on this show or somewhere else on Arrow. It's a way to take something that starts as absolute pure fan service and spin it into something really new and interesting and fresh. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the entire old Oliver character is a reference to that one scene in Dark Knight Returns where old Oliver shows up without an arm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Superman ripped it off. 
<laughs> I <laughs> which is wondered. not what happened in this show that we know of. Right. Well, Red well, no. This is where I cut off his arm. Yeah. That was kind of a dead giveaway, a little bit. You know. Yeah. Well, I think the dead dead giveaway came when they first went into the Arrow Cave, as we're calling it there, and they see just the robotic arm just conveniently laying there, really nice and new and pristine. Like I think I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Yeah. I don't know. Did anyone else was I was hoping this was going to become a Green Arrow Beyond. Like this entire uh, time? Yes. Mm. I thought it was going to be like Batman Beyond, but with Green Arrow, like training I, like a young kid. But that seems where they it. leave it. At yes. The end. I agree with you. I was thinking yeah. that exactly like this seems very Batman Beyond esque. I'm just waiting for the dog to come up. Yeah. Hang out. I could also see it being like, I kind of wish they went in the direction of there's tons of Green Arrows that are trying to kind of fight against that the city. That would have been cool too. Yeah. I would have been into that, uh, especially because I felt like the big bad they were fighting was a little underwhelming which I'm hearing from in the chat also Chaos Magician 777 says Grant Wilson reminded me of a winded uh, a winded down version of Kylo Ren. I you know what? I had the exact same thought when he first takes off his helmet. It's super dramatic and he's the pretty boy with the long hey, hair boy, yeah. and then the next time you see him for no reason other than we've seen his face already, he's not wearing his helmet. Yeah. Right. He's like you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Well, at least when it cuts to Sarah at that point, takes off the helmet, cuts back to Sarah, her reaction is just like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you're a dude. <laughs> I don't <laughs> recognize you. I was expecting some sort of like similarity, facial recognition. She's yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. that, that was underwhelming. Okay, yes. who are you and what's up? Uh, which was kind of deja vu to her not knowing who Ollie was earlier. Right. And so the just like her not recognizing whatever this fake Ollie is, then her not recognizing actual Ollie for a second, then her not recognizing well, this person. He is wearing a beard. I mean... <laughs> and he's he, got that old man makeup on. Yes. Have, was he, he wearing the beard or was the beard wearing him? I mm. feel like he was... I wanted him to just be like starting to shoot people and just be like, you've been a naughty boy. <laughs> You're on the naughty list. <laughs> there was there was oh, a scene oh, oh. at the very end where when he does, he looks like Santa Claus. He looks like <laughs> Santa Claus. He uh, looks like... Like a very hunky Santa. I also wanted him to just take off. It's not the best beard work. Uh, I wanted him to take off the beard and have it be revealed it was a fake beard the whole time and he just has like a spare Lazarus pit in the back. Well, <laughs> yeah, because if he's not upkeeping at all, then how is he fighting like this? Right. I, it was so confusing to me. Like you're to not shaving. Him. You lost an arm, yet you're the best fighter I've ever seen you be. He hoarded all of the city's protein bars when it fell. Yeah. I also want to see what is he doing in the dark the entire time? Just that salmon ladder. He's doing that one-handed one hand salmon, salmon ladder. ladder. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he did have the line about now I'm half the man I used to be. And Literally half the man. And I, was I don't like, think an arm is half a person. Person. Yeah, not literally, buddy. <laughs> like, like that bothered me. Yeah. That was really, really annoying. Like you're maybe a court low, and that's about it. That's it. Because if I if I threw two arms into a room, that's not a person. <laughs> I would argue. <laughs> I wish it could be. <laughs> I would argue that Thea and Sarah are more half the people they used to be coming back from the Lazarus Pit than right. you are lacking one arm. Now, you could argue he is half the archer he used to be. Uh, but that's a very ah. different sentiment. Well, maybe he's also missing a leg. Uh, half of <laughs> his body. We don't know. I was just super bummed with him tonight. I felt like he was kind of whiny and I was like, what did you do to get to this place? What? Right. I don't ever, ever want to watch Arrow like this. Well, it's it's a ver obviously a very clear reference to the depiction of Oliver in Dark Knight Returns, mm -hmm. but 
but nowhere near as awesome as the Oliver in Dark Knight Returns, who fires arrows despite not having a robot arm, just having nothing there, figures out a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Could have had a crossbow even, too. I, I just felt like... <laughs> I, I just did not know what he was doing with himself, except just like brooding in the darkness. And he needed more. If he had more stuff to do, if it felt like he was doing something rather than brooding, I think we would have liked him better. Yeah, that this is all true. And leading up to the fight, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm what exactly is gonna happen here. What is yeah. this fight gonna look like? But then it was kinda awesome. Like we got there and everybody had their own different parts and the Sarah, the faking it and and her going and being the distraction, then all over all that. All of a sudden I was like, oh my God. I'm all in. This is what this show is. When you guys pull out all the stops and the whole team comes. Yeah. Although I would admit, out of all the episodes we've seen where they've had a big group battle scenes, this is by far, I thought, the weakest showing of it. It's uh, yeah, they, you know, just other than Ray and Kendra flying in and landing, then everybody's pretty much just standing on the ground, kind of walking around casually beating up guys. I'm like, <laughs> see, I had, mm, I yeah. had that thought. I think as far as the actual fight choreography, I agree with you. At the same time, I feel like there was the the greatest level of context emotionally mm-hmm. for them assembling. It would have been nice to see that emotional context coupled with the choreography of some of the earlier fights. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Roxy, since you just brought up Sarah coming in and and acting as a distraction, I did think it was odd where she says, oh, I'm just here to distract you. And he's like, distract me from what? From him standing up there for for a couple of (laughs) seconds doing nothing but looking cool. (laughs) I I figured the person who brought her in was gonna be Ollie because it was so dark and so then when she says that he lets go and the two of them attack but then Ollie was up there and we had 15 seconds. It feels really like she revealed that uh, touch too early. He was putting on his arm. He was getting his arm ready. It's like why is he not ready to fire? That is plenty of time for Grant Wilson to shoot Sarah right in the head if that's what he decided to do. Yeah, I didn't think that he got up there on top of that bus was ready to go I'm like oh, I forgot my arm darn it hold on hold on yeah. Yeah. we timed as we rehearsed it twice <laughs> it was kind of cool to see all of these juniors fight each other though to see um Right. Ju- junior Slade and Junior John in that little bit of a battle I was like wow can you imagine if they actually make this show in 20 years 30 years <laughs> I'll like I'll watch that right but then I would want then I wanted to just be Batman Beyond or just Arrow Beyond like kind of have cooler more futuristic stuff mm. although I did like I did like the Mad Max kind of people going around and and Heat Wave kind of becoming a part of that too. That all felt very <laughs> Escape from New York to me. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great when he was just. I thought it was just really funny when he was accepted right away and was just like, "Yeah, I like these guys." Well, it's like oh, well, yeah. he punched the guy in the coat and took his coat. I, I guess he's the new. He's, he's the, the new guy. guy. Yeah. He's the guy in the coat now. Yeah. So let's go on to Captain Cold and Heat Wave and right. everything they were doing tonight because for me they really made this episode complete. Yeah. This was like our staple, what I needed to see, uh, and I love watching these two kind of get torn apart by this this strange difference in them. Yeah. Heatwave wants to stay. This is what he's always told us. I want to steal things. I want to be rich. I want to get laid. Here's this hot girl. Here's the, all these things. These are all the villains. Got Obviously, I want to be here. Yeah, he got the fur coat. 
Well, it seems like this episode was a lot about people calling each other out on some of their business there. Whether it be Sarah calling out on Rip, uh, Rory calling out Snart about what his motivations are now being part of this. Are you getting friendly with all these people? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or we get uh, Rory just like making some bad choices. Like, all right, I just want to just, you know, see the world burn. This is where I want to be. And it makes so, it's, it makes perfect sense for him to feel entirely at home there. And I love, and I find the Captain Cold heatwave dynamic the most, by far the most interesting relationship on this show. And it's fascinating because that makes perfect sense for him, but Snart, I think whether he wants to admit it, whether he's fully aware of it or not, I think he's already been very affected by his time journey. And I think think he really is very open to the idea of actually being a hero, and that he could be something more than what he's been. Even his excuse to him is like, so that we can be the coolest kids around, or whatever he said. Yeah, we can be super badass. Yeah, we can be like the baddest dudes of all like time. Wicked badass did guys. You, this isn't my first prison break. <laughs> <laughs> did you think that was the selling point? Like, at least try to appeal to Heatwave. No, it's just because I, I, I would get bored staying here. I really, I like the challenge of keeping all yeah. this something so we can be just so sick. Bro, or there's what? also he could just say there's nothing to steal here. Yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> but, well, it was interesting because it does say, "Hey, let's go to this bank that we saw three bucks back and break into that." I'm thinking, well, it's future currency. So what good is that going to do when you get back to present day? Yeah, well, he didn't right. want to get to back to present day. But but uh, but I mean, Captain Cold was like, "All right, we could do that. Uh, we go to that bank and something." What's Captain Cold going to do with a bunch of future money? Let's it could see. be diamonds or something. Yeah, maybe. But there's also I love the idea of it like an alternate timeline show that's just Mick Rory, king of a dystopian <laughs> fallen city, and he just gets to issue commands and make really specific pop culture references to his people. Like I love. We now know that he, if not a fan, at least has absorbed Happy Days and Grease. Yeah. yeah. The idea, oh. the thought of Mick Rory sitting down and watching Grease intentionally, intentionally that like, killed me. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw from the first episode that his uh, mom played a lot of Captain and Tennille when he was growing up. I love mm-hmm. the idea of so. little little Mick watching Grease with his mom is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Captain Cold being affected, maybe in a positive way, wanting to be a hero. Do we think that Heatwave's actually being affected negatively? Because last week we saw him save somebody. Now this week. He doesn't want to help out any of his teammates. Right. I think he's just noticing the the hero BS kind of starting to actually affect his his team. And he realizes he's now kind of become a hero despite himself. And he just is sick of that. And wants to kind of break away from that and get back to his rowdy roots. Well, it was because I even like <laughs> the first episode that he appeared on The Flash... Uh, he and uh, Captain Cold are kind of, you know, they're butting heads. A little mm-hmm. bit of time when they were getting set up, you know, when he got him the heat gun and everything. There's still a little little clash of uh, wills there. And so that kind of dissipated, though, as they've been on in subsequent appearances. And so, it w- especially in Legends of Tomorrow, it's been really like, hey, we're the only ones, that we're our only team. We can only rely on each other. And so it's been interesting seeing that kind of start to fracture a little bit in these last couple episodes. And, yeah. and in very intense ways as well. They very nearly pulled their weapons on each other tonight. And then Snart knocked out Rory and put him in box right i loved that and i also loved you're not the boss of me actually i am just straight up said it yeah that's that i mean the dynamic the team dynamic has changed now that there's more people and i'm sure that heatwave is starting to notice that he's like the second half the like toady to to snart Mm -hmm. in this bigger group where he could be like a member of the bigger group rather than just snart's sidekick where, so that might affect it. Yeah, that's true. Where do you guys want to see this relationship grow? Do you want to see them grow together and figure out a way to reconcile here? Do you want to see them grow apart? 
I want to see them grow apart and then grow together like yes. a great bromance. That's that's kind of what I want. I want them to be like have that go to the airport and get him with, uh, <laughs> between the Heatwave and, and Colt, Captain or, Colt. Or like or like Rory shows up at Snart's door with a sign that says, "To me, you are perfect." <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Maybe no, a boombox over his head. Yeah. Or no, it's yes, Captain Daniel. Yeah. Um, I, no, I love the idea of doing even if it's just one episode, doing an awesome little mini Civil War type deal between right. these two friends turned enemies and then possibly friends again. That seems like a really effective way to uh, build a ton of drama that isn't artificial, that isn't uh, contrived or manufactured. And like I said, I just want to see more of the two of them play off each other because I think they are consistently the most compelling relationship on yeah. the show. And if there's anyone who I could see turning on the group, it's Heatwave. Sure. So that would be nice to like see them try to use that. Maybe he goes with the time cops or something. Unless something bigger, something out of everybody's control gets in the way. Mm-hmm. The power of love. Oh, boy. You knew I was going no. there. There you go. But, like, we could just not talk about this. Oh, okay. We, we don't have a choice. Here's the thing, though. We don't have a choice. Here's the thing, though. If you're trapped in a time-traveling spaceship with a super hot, hot goddess that just became single, and you're a single guy, which these two are the only real single guys, because, you know... Um, I think no, they I don't both know. pursue it. No, I don't know. No, because I was going to say, because Rip Hunter's like, kind of has a dead wife he's hoping Captain to get Cold, back. Captain Cold, Heat Wave. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But these are the guys that want like a relationship. So they want to maybe pursue someone and not just sleep in like a time period and then move away and yeah. make their future, <laughs> become would, their future grandchild. <laughs> I would think that from their point of view, it has not been that long since Carter died. Yeah, that's, true, the, that's yeah, an important that's point. It's not, it's not she was that dating someone true. and they broke up. It's she was involved with someone who then died in her arms. Who, yeah. they never really got together either. They maybe kissed like once or twice. Not in this lifetime, but in the past 4,000 years, they've gotten it on quite a few yeah, times. What part know, of Destiny he, do you not understand, Dave? He'll be back is what I'm saying. <laughs> Drew's, Enjoy the vacation. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, here here's the thing. The very first episode that we guys sat that we all sat here together, I told you that I'm a big shipper. I love watching relationships. I'm a CW girl through and through. Right. It's my favorite thing. CW? So you so you know if I'm questioning something that it's wrong. Like, I am somebody who is okay on Gossip Girl with siblings getting together. I've gone through everything. Is that what Gossip Girl is about? Yeah, there is. That's what the gossip was in, whole, uh, They're married into about. each other. Whatever. You like it on Game of Thrones, too, probably. Mm. Uh, I, I'm okay. I love love. What are you doing, guys, on this? Like, how are you going after this girl right now? What is this show right. trying to do to us? Are you kidding me? He died, and he was your friend, and he was part of your team. Both of you? Both of you, and you're stuck on this ship. And also, how old are you, Jax? Yeah. What's happening? Wait, 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 wait. Drop it, drop it, drop the mic. Drop it, drop it, drop, drop it. Drop. Drop. I didn't you want to actually, actually break it. Yeah, don't drop the. It's <laughs> got a case phone. on it. Don't <laughs> drop that phone for phone. And we I, have I a think real it, mic in yeah, front of If it. you want to do something like that, it's not a bad. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, add that kind of relationship drama in there. But it was such a 180 from what we've had from yeah, even last episode. What? Uh, it was At least start planting a couple like seeds, like maybe just like a little glance here or two for a couple episodes to kind of build up the it idea. Seemed, and then, there was no indication this, prior to tonight that they were even slightly interested in Kendra. This, and yeah, it's yeah. like somebody pumped pheromones into the ship. It's Rip. It's Rip's fault. Right. This is a one off. It's just a one off. 
It's like they're not going to build that relationship anything further. I think this is it. I think we're just going to have, what are we going to have these three characters do? Ah, it might be fun if they flirt with one another and they're kind of having like a little thing. Then that shows me the weakness of the show, that if that's oh, the I best agree. that you can I'm do, just saying it's, then there's so many other storylines that are much more interesting on the table that you right. could have devoted more time that's to. That's the thing. I'm going, why are we spending so much time with this when we could have spent that same screen time fleshing out the relationships between Oliver and Connor Hawk? I don't and, know. Well, I'm going to call him Ravager. <laughs> and Ravager. Also, it's like, it's this show's kind of strange because it has so many... Um, dynamic characters and they never put a character on a shelf. They never put uh, or except in, unless they kill them. Unless they kill them like Hawkman. But <laughs> they keep they have to do something with that character in every single episode. So it's not like they could have spent more time on these characters we've met in another storyline. They have to still have something to do with these guys. Right. They, so what they, they just had to think of a better storyline. They sure. could have gone out also. Yeah. Uh, this was so baffling to me. And like you guys said, maybe if they slowly grew to this point, but the first we heard of it was Jack saying like maybe Kendra can give me a hand uh, at the top of today's episode. Yeah. From the second he said that, I was like, did he just mean to say that like that? No, they can't possibly be no, going yeah. there. Uh, but jaw is still open. Well, he's he's like what nineteen, twenty years old. He's everybody in here saying he's twenty, but he's twenty. I mean, that's you're still kind of, you know, figuring things out and wanting to date. And it's totally fine for him to think she's cute, even for him to like go have conversations with her, start those seeds. But for him to actively out loud say that he like likes her, and same thing for Ray, right. and then then to acknowledge that together. No, I felt like it was. Way, I would rather have seen like scenes of Jackson and Ray, maybe them working together on the engine, get to see that dynamic of that friendship, not necessarily right. a love kind of triangle thing like that. If you're going to do yes. something like this, if or if you're going to do something with the love right now, make it be Sarah, I guess, because she's the only girl on the ship that isn't j- with somebody that just died. Right. You can also make it so it, you could have had the same storyline of Ray and Jacks kind of battling to get her affection. And then they both realize, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> and back away and just not do and, like, not pursue it any further. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just going, why couldn't we get to, say, episode 10 at least before we start having them even dance with the idea of pairing up with each other? Because I am, unlike Roxy, I'm not a shipper at all. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I just don't get super invested in the fictional relationships of fictional people. Sometimes when it's well done, like I finally was won over by the Oliver Felicity relationship, even though it took me almost four years to get there. And but now. there's But there, let's, well, that's a whole other that's, show. Let's not talk uh, about but, that. but it's informed. There's chemistry between the two of them. That relationship had time to build. I liked on The Flash. I liked all of the stuff with Barry and Patty. I thought it was very, very cute and felt organic. They had a real chemistry together. Well, even that, they're kind of siblings, but... Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, they. I just thought this absolutely came out of nowhere. It seemed informed by absolutely nothing. It seemed very much like, yeah, we don't know what to do with these people this week, so we're going to do this. But the part of it that felt the weirdest to me, like the most I'm almost uncomfortable, is how active an interest Martin, Martin took oh. in all of this. The wow. only cool part about it was watching Martin and Jax communicate. Yes. That was fascinating to me. 
the guilt and those feelings, I was okay about that. But he turned into a 13-year-old girl trying to set somebody up. He literally said the words, I'm not upset, you're upset. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) a fact that came out of it. Like, was Martin Stein always this petty and we never noticed because he was never in an environment to let that come to the fore? Or is this a recent development? Like, should he just not hang out with these people anymore? He's also now dealing with the hormones of a 19-year-old boy inside of him. True. So, 20-year-old boy. I think. Yeah. I do like his rationale that he he couldn't uh, uh, do better than Ray with Kendra. He's a billionaire who built a super suit. I'm like, yeah, but that super suit was really junky, and it breaks down a lot. Right. So, Jack's And he never uses it. (laughs) Yeah. He never uses it once. Yeah. Definitely doesn't. Uh, Guys, that pretty much covers the episode. Does anybody have any other thoughts before we move into some predictions? Uh, I did like the shout-out that the... the Technology was stored in a facility at the corner of O'Neill and Adams. Yes. Yeah. Which oh, was, nice. for those of you listening who don't know O'Neill and Adams, first of all, shame on you, but it's a reference to Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams' legendary comics creative team, and they are responsible for the acclaimed Green Arrow Green Lantern run, which ranks certainly among the most popular, most significant Green Arrow runs in comics. And it's on sale right now in Comicsology. You can get that entire run for 99 cents an issue. I think it's like 13 issues. So look at that for like, you know, 13. Bucks. Yeah, that's but not even that's not even a sponsored plug. We just no. really like it. But yeah. also, not shame on you because you come here to learn, and we love you guys. <laughs> but also that I say shame. It's like love shame. Love shame. Love shame. Love shame. And I, I, one last thing is like again, we have somebody repeating the same things that we've always criticized Rip for, which is Sarah. So when Sarah says, "I'm going to go back and I want to save Connor. I want to save this city." Uh, Martin is right there. Jax is right there. It's like, yeah, we want to do this too. And yet Sarah's the only one that's going back like, I'm doing this alone. Like, why right. are you not just getting everybody else? Because clearly they would support you in this endeavor. But you're just going off by yourself. Well, it, Rick it was, was like, I'm not waiting here for you even on the ship. He wasn't even offering to go, but he wasn't even offering to wait there. Yeah, but yeah. like Martin and Jax were there in that moment and they don't go with her? I like, don't I don't understand that either. It was yeah. nice to see everyone kind of fly in suddenly because like, finally, they're not, this team isn't, a settled knife. It's a giant axe, and you gotta like bring it out when you need it. And w- they needed it at that point, so it was nice to see everyone have superpowers all at once. Um, yeah. And I did one thing. I I wish we saw was a goatee. I was upset that there was no goatee. It was only a it long was beard. beard. It was uh, no little goatee, and but. That's all. I will say, though, (laughs) Frank, to your point about people continuing to reiterate the same stuff over and over and over and over, this was, what, the fifth or sixth iteration of Kendra's three months ago, I was a barista in speech. No more. She started exciting about it. Like, we watched it. Same thing with Oliver's speech at the end there, where he's like uh, talking about Slade was a bad guy. He hurt my. We watched Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) We saw it. See, that I have almost an easier time with because if you. Maybe you're watching Legends of Tomorrow and you didn't watch watch season two of Arrow. I could totally see that. But then you wouldn't have had. Even based on the speech, you still wouldn't have understood. Fair. I do think, though, if you're watching episode, what was this, episode six of Legends of Tomorrow, there is a chance that you saw episodes one through five of Legends of Tomorrow, and by extension, you've heard this exact same three months ago, I was a barista speech, at least four times. You know, they say in order for something to really sink in, you gotta hear it 15 times. So Uh, I think we have 16 episodes (laughs) this season. I was impressed. I did it actually take them six episodes for uh, Rip to actually say it's not where, it's when. 
Yeah. Because he finally said it in this episode, even though he shouldn't have said it at all. I mean, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, also, we're refreshing in time. And place like uh, oh, okay yeah, yeah well, I think we, we're you crash the crash. you're really excited that you stole a time ship aren't yeah. you <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I'm the Doctor Who now <laughs> guys let's get to some predictions and now you're after Buzz TV predictions seems like we're gonna have some more Captain Cold Heatwave drama which I think we're all really excited for on the panel yes mm-hmm. yep uh, anything else that Rip getting strangled. Kind of think he had it coming. Well, at this point, who doesn't want to strip? Yeah. Everyone has has a, a probable cause suspicion to to strangle him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah I was waiting enough. for the end of the sentence. <laughs> no, yeah. that was it. Oh, got it. Yeah. That suspicion. Was it. Everyone um, has ample motivation to strangle Rip Hunter. It looks like we're gonna go into space next week. What do you think is gonna time. happen there? <laughs> time and space, <laughs> which I'm fine. I'm happy to see that we're going to go into space. But does that mean we're finally going to get some aliens? Maybe I don't know in this world? budgetarily, but it looked right. cool. Whatever the previews looked cool. I bet right. we won't see a Green Lantern. I I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get. Any I'm with Green you on Lantern. that. But Although if like- we did, it would be awesome. <laughs> if it was awesome, and if it sucked, it would suck. You're probably right. Very true. You know what I'm wondering if next week is going to be them just stop trying to stop the meteor from hitting the and creating the uh, Vandal Savage and making him immortal. Maybe that's why they're in space. They're just like going to Armageddon it. Well, actually, and Rip said essentially we're going to go after him in a place you would least expect. Right. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's going after that. Frank, yeah. what are you thinking? Uh, I think it, at least from what we saw in those little sne- sneak uh, peeks over next week, that race suit is once again not going to do so well. So, <laughs> at what point do you that. not make a new one? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They should you just start calling you, Frank. You got all the solutions. Oh, for, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I was if, when I get my time ship, guys, things are going to be a lot. <laughs> well, different. I'm also going. Too. Like if I'm anyone else on that ship, I'm going. We could literally go any place in time and space that we want to. Why don't we really quickly, since we're not actually losing time by doing so, why don't we go somewhere where we can get some really fancy future technology to make sure that race yeah. suit works? Mm-hmm. Or Disney. Or Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. They could literally spend the rest of the season in Disneyland and come back next season and resume their mission and not have actually lost any time. Yeah, we would want to watch that TV show. Uh, any other predictions <laughs> from anybody? In Tomorrowland. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I would say uh, that if we're going to do episodes like this, which I'm all fine for, uh, I would rather not saddle a story with like some kind of weird love triangle of sorts. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe you didn't have, like that part? Didn't love that part, but ha- have that part of the team maybe doing research on Vandal Savage or doing something that kind research. of pursues that. Gideon's doing all of our research. Why don't you guys help her out at all? Uh, right. Which you couldn't do that much this episode anyway. So it's just something that I feel like you're kind of moving the plot a little bit along so that and they have something to do that's kind of motivating so that when we go into next week's All Savage episode, we feel like we're going in with a sense of purpose as opposed to like, eh, we're just going to go somewhere he's going to least expect. And then we're going to have to spit uh, stay there uh, just wondering what are we doing in this time and right. who's going to fracture off and go their own ways. Yeah, we're continuing with the pattern though. Savage on, savage off. Mm-hmm. One week on, one week off. That's true. Any other Anything else before we can put ourselves over and talk about where we can find you guys until next week, Frank? Ooh, you can find me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie, Lex's favorite Twitter handle. <laughs> you say this as if I like took a stance against it <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I, think I took a stance against it, and it keeps the heat goes on you every week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, where can everybody keep up with you? Oh, I'm at MRDaveChild on Twitter and Instagram and DaveChild.com. 
I, uh, I am Lex Michael. I'm all over social media at the Lex Michael. My favorite Twitter handle. Uh, I'm Roxy Stryer. <laughs> I'm everywhere at Roxy Stryer, and I'm going to continue to watch this show every week. Unfortunately, this will be my last week on the panel here with you guys. No! Uh, we're going back in my time sheet. We're going to change this from happening. You're going to have an awesome, an awesome new fourth host. I told you there was something that you didn't know. Oh my god! How depressing. Um, I'm, I it's. I'm working on another project and there was no way around it but I Someone I, better. I love you guys I love the show keep tweeting at me because I'll definitely be watching and hopefully if I can I'll try to come sit on the couch maybe if you yes. guys will have me as a guest Lex uh, Dave you, you ready to still... hop in the wave ride let's go back and change time we're going to say it takes time for time to cement you guys are going to have an awesome fourth host and you're going to keep being here at 9pm on YouTube you guys can check them out live that specific time on Thursdays if you want to chat with them or else you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube later on, AfterBuzzTV.com. They will be there for you guys, won't you, team? Yes. yes. Absolutely. I love talking to you. I, I'm getting some tweets from fans. I love doing that. So I'll send them all yeah. my way. I'm happy to talk. Yeah, you're kind of a clever tweeter, too. Oh. Loki, very clever. clever tweeter. Clever all right, tweeter. guys. Thank you so much. And we will. they will see you soon. I'll see you on the Twitter. Thank you. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments and questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 